Hello and welcome to the My Fitness Podcast. My name is Mayomi, otherwise known as Mai. Um, I am your coach, bikini fitness athlete and trainer. Hello everyone and welcome to episode two. And how are you? So the gyms are open guys. Like they are actually finally open. Um, so it's been a really busy week for me kind of getting everybody's training plans up to date um, for gym-based training. For those of you who are happy to return back to the gym and for those of you who are not happy to turn back to the gym, you will just continue as normal with your plan for your home workouts, which is absolutely fine um, too. So yeah, it will be nice to see. I know because for some of you, the gym environment is a lot better than having to train at home. So it will be nice to see a good shifting mindset in terms of training and just getting your workouts done and completed because sometimes we just need that gym environment so I am really really excited to see um, what changes can be made your check-ins this week as well so yeah I'm really excited for you guys Um, I've managed to train um, so I've had a good couple of sessions and today I'm going to be training shoulders. And for me, it just feels really, really good to be back in the gym. Um, it doesn't feel much different than before because I thought I'd be a little bit weirded out. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to the gym. I actually felt a little bit nervous. And some of my clients that I've trained um, since gym opens, they also, my one-to-one PT clients, have also felt a little bit nervous. But once you're in there, it's it's absolutely fine and you just kind of just get on with it really so yeah it's good to be back it's good to be back so we've had uh, quite a few questions this week so we're gonna go um start off with our quest our questions so the first question is i would like to know more about bcaas so bcaas stand for branch chain amino acids <clears throat> there are also eaas which are essential amino acids So we have three macronutrients in total, which are fats, carbs and protein. And out of those macronutrients, fats and protein are essential, which means you have to consume them in order to function. So in fats, as we discussed in a previous podcast, you have essential fatty acids. And with proteins, you have amino acids. And they are essential because you need to eat them to create them because your body can't. Okay, so there are non-essential amino acids that are that your body is able to make and essential amino acids, which is your branch chain amino acids that your body can't make. You have to consume them. Um, So BCAAs are free essential amino acids your body needs to build protein. And one of which is called leucine, which is one of the key drivers for muscle growth. So in terms of your question um about the supplement bcaa um yeah they taste great but they're not necessary so you know they sound great they drive muscle protein synthesis and muscle growth so surely you know it should be good to take them but actually with the targets that you've all got you'll be getting plenty of the free essential amino acids from high quality protein dense foods like your meat dairy and eggs so unless you're vegan or vegetarian, again, I'll, it, it's definitely not necessary. So the response of three grams of leucine you'll get from your BCAAs 
the supplement is equivalent to having about 20 to 30 grams of protein per serving. And this is why I re recommend you guys splitting your... Sorry. This is why I recommend you guys splitting your meals up into like 20 to 30 grams of protein per serving to maximally benefit from the stimulation of muscle protein synthesis. So if you're getting the right amount of protein from animal sources... Um, which you won't be if you're vegan or vegetarian, I understand that, then there really is no need to take BCAAs. So whilst we are on the topic of protein, um, I know some of you have been like struggling to hit your protein targets. So I just want to let you guys know that the key reason why I set your protein levels higher when dieting is because I want to reduce the amount of muscle mass you lose or prevent any kind of muscle loss at all. Um, because muscle isn't just about aesthetics, it's part of staying healthy. So increasing your lean body mass can increase your quality of life for now and especially when you get older. So our body needs protein to survive and heal and it gets that protein from muscle tissue. So keeping protein high is going to drive protein synthesis more and potentially enable you to maintain more muscle mass while you're dieting. Um, so what we want is to we want to maximally stimulate muscle protein synthesis. So protein is slightly different than carbs and fats in the way that it's stored. So carbohydrates and fats can be stored in the muscle or in fat, whereas protein is stored in your muscle. So throughout the day, there will be periods of protein breakdown and protein synthesis, so building. What you want to do to build muscle is to make sure your synthesis rate, so your additional protein, is higher than your breakdown rate. So it's the balance of synthesis to breakdown that will result in muscle mass improvement over time. So protein is in this constant state of breakdown and building. So you'll always need protein intake to keep muscle mass. Another key benefit is having more protein keeps you fuller for longer, which I talk about quite a lot which, as we know, is a huge, huge part of dieting. So obviously, if you're not hungry, it's going to be a lot easier for you to stick to your diet. And if you can adhere to your diet, you'll get better results long term. So if you really are struggling to hit your targets that I've given you, then getting in at least three quality servings of protein that are about between 20 to 30 grams and are of high enough quality is going to be enough to stimulate muscle protein synthesis response. So I'm okay with that as long as you're not still feeling really hungry. Um, if you are still feeling hungry, then it's going to be really important that you do hit your target. And then also, again, if your goal is body composition, then hitting your target again is going to be really important. So the next question is implementing discipline stroke time management where fitness and eating are concerned. And this has come from one of the mums in the group. So she's got a young toddler, which I can totally relate to. So my journey started when uh, my baby was about eight months old. So I totally um, understand some of the, I wouldn't say restrictions, but some of the unpredictable things that can happen you know, and just the busyness of having a busy household in general. So when it comes to training and nutrition, it has to be something you prioritise. So if you 
don't do the work and you don't stick to your targets, you won't get the results. So you can buy the best programs and you can have the best coaches. Um, but if you're not putting in the work and you're not sticking to the, the things that you need to be doing, then the results are just not going to show. And it's really just as simple as that. And this is where mindset comes into it. So everyone can have excuses, but on the larger scale of things, the way that your life is going to end up is dictated by how you react to certain situations. Um, so this is where like a positive attitude and a positive mindset comes into it. So every day is not going to be a great day. There are going to be off days, but it's on those days where you're going to have to like, you know, dig deep. Actually, I can do this. How can I work my way around this? So, for example, um, I remember I used to go to... I wasn't into the gym when I started my fitness journey. I used to kind of just train at home. And on a Friday, I would go to Dulles Fusion and I would um, take up a body blast class or something. But if for some reason I couldn't find a babysitter or, you know, baby was ill, I would, instead of going in the evening, wake up early before baby and put on like Sean tea or something. Um, so there are always ways around things. My advice would be to plan ahead. So plan at least 60 to 70% of your week in advance. Try to get some sort of structure and pattern into place. So spend time working through the things that you need to do daily. Okay, so have your list of your non-negotiable things that need to be get done on a daily basis. Because um, being organised is really key. So get meals prepped, even if it's not all your meals for the week, but, you know, at least have food available. Um, allocate time for the gym so or your home workouts, whatever it may be. So schedule it in like you would do a meeting or, you know, something really, really important. Um, and just navigate through your schedule as best as you can. It is a mental game, so... It's about breaking habits and like installing new ones. So, for example, if you're feeling really, really tired and you just, I'm, I'm really tired today, I'm not going to train. Those are the habits that you need to, to break. You know, I'm really tired today. I need to get this workout done. I'm just going to get it done. So once you start engraving these new habits into your lifestyle, they then become normality. And they so instead of making excuses, you just find ways around them. Um, but organisation is going to be key, you know, and using your time effectively. So if you're at home and, you know, you haven't completed your workout, you haven't done your steps, but yet you're, you know, watching Netflix or scrolling through Instagram, in my opinion, that's not using your time effectively. So, yeah, I understand we need some chill time. But if you've got a goal, you need to be determined to meet your goal. Um, and sometimes it's not going to be easy. And sometimes, yes, we are tired. And sometimes, yeah, we could just do with not not training. But it's the, sh the, the shift in mindset that we need to work on. Um, and then the discipline will follow because the new habits will be created. So the next question is, I have been walk walking a bit and I have noticed a change in shape, but not in weight loss. This has also happened to somebody I know. Can you explain this? So yeah, okay. So in terms of weight loss, the scales will fluctuate. Okay, so 
it dip- I don't know how long you've been walking for, but there's many factors why the sk- why the scale will go up and down. Um, so, I mean, if it's only been a short period of time, I wouldn't worry too much because if your shape is changing, then something is happening. Okay, so we take many things into account when we're looking at, you know, fat loss. Um, we don't just take the scale weight because, as we know, it fluctuates so much. And then, and that, there's many reasons why it can fluctuate. So we also take progress pictures and we also take measurements and a lot of other things come into play. Um, and we use that data to see whether we're going in the right direction or not. Um, the question is, I'm assuming you're walking to lose body fat. So are you in a calorie deficit? Because ultimately, um, fat loss comes down to calories burned. It's been in a negative energy balance, which means you are eating less calories via food than your body is using via like living, moving, exercise activity. So if you're walking a lot, but yet your, um, your calorie expenditure is higher, then you probably won't lose body fat. So if you're in a negative energy balance, taking into account your daily expenditure, then yeah, you'll start to lose body fat over time. Okay, so that's something that you also need to take into consideration. But I would say give it a good few weeks. If nothing is changing in terms of scale weight or body fat, and you can't see any changes in your photos or measurements, then you need to decrease your calories. Whilst we're on the topic of walking, I did just want to um, talk about your step counts and your training plans. So everybody has their step count target as an average across the week, and everybody has their either gym or home training plans, okay? Um, Your step count goes towards your non-exercise activity whereas your training is your training because it allows you to use your muscle um we want to use the muscle so that we don't lose the muscle basically so we use the muscle against gravity or we use additional weight because it's going to help you to build and or hold on to your current um muscle mass which will all also increase your metabolic rate okay so because like any other tissue in the body um, your muscles need calories um, to sustain itself Um, and also because generally speaking most of my clients want to look leaner so part of looking lean is having muscle mass and you won't build that by walking so sometimes in the check-ins I get um oh, I haven't hit my step count, but I've done all my training or I've done all my, uh, you know, I haven't done my training, but I've hit my steps. They are very, very different um, from each other, which I've just explained why. Um, And they are very separate. They both go towards your overall results, yes. But the training is what's going to get you leaner and stronger Um, And the walking is just an additional, it's non-exercise activity. It's just an additional to get you moving a little bit more. Um, So yeah, they are both as important as each other. The targets do need to be met, but I just wanted to bring that up because, yeah, like I said, in the check-ins, it's sometimes one is substituted for the other um, and it shouldn't be. Okay, so if you've got any questions on that, then just please, please let me know. 
Okay, so the next question is um, good foods to consume pre and post workout. I just want to highlight the good foods bit. Okay, so we don't like to use the words good or bad foods. Um, This is something we can discuss in another podcast. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to highlight that. Um, But first and foremost, for everybody that is on my team, um, the most important thing for you guys to focus on at the moment is adherence. So do not stress too much about meal timing. It's better to make your meal timings based around your adherence, your life, your family, your work schedule, rather than trying to optimally try to fuel your training because the benefits you're going to get are quite small unless you're an elite athlete or you're, you know, your performance-based endurance type athlete, for example, then you know, focusing on getting your meals in and sticking to your calories, which is what should be a priority for you. Um, But in terms of the types of foods that to eat pre and post workout, if you did want to focus on that, um, would be protein um, for reasons that we've discussed in the podcast already and carbohydrates. So when you train, you stimulate your muscles and when you stimulate your muscles, they become more sensitive and more able to intake carbohydrates. So in theory, having carbs after your workout will be the best time to have them in terms of like quickly getting the glucose back into the muscles and um, clean, clearing blood sugar levels also, yeah. Um, but like I said, it doesn't matter too much unless you are performance-based. Um, typically, after training, I will have... Um, I've had many things like uh, cocoa pops with whey protein. I've had oats always with whey protein again. So here we go with the carbs and the protein. Um, or I'll have chicken and rice, chicken and potatoes with vegetables. Um, pre-workout, again, I'll have you know, bagels with some protein. So the main thing, like I said, is you also got to think about how well you absorb your food as well. So typically, if you're going to have a big meal, it should be two, at least two hours before you train. Um, for And then some people also, when they train, eat and they train, it doesn't digest very well. So a lot of people prefer not to eat before they train. Um, so sometimes with one of my PT clients, they may, if we're training early in the morning, they may have something light to eat before they come. So maybe a bit of fruit. And then after they've trained, they'll have uh, their breakfast, which would normally be their breakfast anyway, but it will then become their post-workout meal, if that makes sense. So again, it's that ad- adherence thing. You would have had your breakfast anyway, and that's the usual time you have your breakfast, so then you'll eat your breakfast. The one thing I would say is if you're you are training early in the morning and you aren't you're not going to eat before you train, then maybe suggesting having a bigger meal the night before just so that your glycogen stores are full. But when it comes to actual food choices, that is really based down to the individual. You know, choose the foods that you like, choose the foods that are gonna fit into your um your calorie balance. Um and as long as you could adhere to it, then it's absolutely fine. Um, there's no point in having your pre-workout meal like at the beginning of the day, which leaves you not much to eat 
at the rest of the day so you either need to change your training times or you know you have to work around it but as long as you can stick to the targets that you have I would not stress too much about meal timings at all so this is the final question which is a really cool question um it says I still don't understand protein powders I know what the protein is used for now but I've been in a shop before and it looks like a man's world for a start they seem to always be painted black there's massive barrels everywhere and they all look like transformers and the prices are mad. So yeah, LOL. What type of protein powder do you use and where is best to get them? That's funny because my protein powder is actually black. But they're not all black from the top of my head of what I can remember. Um, so I use Biotech ISO Whey. Um, I've previously used uh, Complete Strength and Diamond Tees. They all seem to uh, be okay. And I typically get my protein from like bodybuilding websites um so like dolphin fitness or my gym subs um but you can get some from amazon so my biotech weighs on amazon as well um so yeah that's where i get mine from in terms of choosing a protein as you know from earlier on in the podcast Three grams of leucine, which is the essential amino acid, is a trigger for muscle protein synthesis. So as long as you've got a minimum of three grams per serving in your whey protein powder, I wouldn't like get too hung up on the brands. You can get some protein, whey protein that's um, high in carbohydrates. So you kind of want to try and avoid that type of protein um, because of the the carbohydrate content in it but yeah i would say as long as it's got like three grams of leucine per serving um i think each scoop typically is about 25 grams of of serving of protein which is really good also to add so um protein powder is a good source well high quality protein powder is a good source of fast digesting protein for the body however there is no denying that there are nutrients in whole foods that you're not going to get from protein powder. So just try and mix it up between a good quality protein powder and animal protein. And then obviously, if you're vegan or if you're vegetarian, you'll be a little bit limited with your sources of protein, but there's still loads you can eat. And you've also got vegan protein powders um, as well. So you just don't want to substitute protein powders or protein bars for your meals, basically. It's just an additional supplement to help you increase your protein intake. So you've reached the end of another episode of the My Fitness Podcast. Please connect with me on Instagram at my.remy. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a review and share. Thank you again for listening.